Since we're in the fire season in the Northern Hemisphere, I thought it would be a good idea to talk a little bit about the heart and the energetics of the fire element. But even for people who are not in the summer season, I think this is an important topic because fire relates to an imbalanced state of anxiety. And I think that's something that people struggle with a lot. Uh, for sure, you know, people are dealing with anxiety at any time of the year. Natural Healing Podcast, the show designed to guide, inspire, and empower you to elevate your health so you can achieve your goals and dreams. We are your hosts, Dr. Satar Mawafi and Salvador Cephalou, a husband and wife team of acupuncturists and owners of a Center for Natural Healing, an integrative wellness clinic based in the heart of Silicon Valley. We're here to make the ancient wisdom of healing practical and accessible for your modern lifestyle. So in the summer, of course, with the fire energy more exuberant, that it could be more of a problem for people. They may have more insomnia, more nervousness, just because the fire is more active. But for people in the, in the Southern Hemisphere, so where it's more like wintertime, and what's going on that they're also experiencing this uh, exuberance of fire and anxiety. Wherever you are and whatever you're doing, so much of your diet will determine whether that fire energy becomes exuberant. The stressors of your life will determine that because that will aggravate the heart if there's an excessive amount of stress. If you're going through a challenging time in your life that is you know, causing a lot of that anxiety or contributing to it, then you'll feel like there's overactive fire energy, which then exacerbates the anxiety as well. And in Chinese medicine terminology, we would say that's a, an imbalance of the heart and kidney relationship. So that stress response you could think of in Western medical science terms as of like uh, excessive cortisol. So when there's excessive cortisol, you have the adrenal glands that are just like really overstimulated. And those adrenal glands sit on top of the kidneys. And in Chinese medicine, even though they talk about the kidney organ, it's really a comprehensive system that includes the adrenals, it includes the genitourinary system, and the reproductive system. So that the kidneys encompasses all of that. So in terms of the stress response, uh, the kidneys have a big role. And if the energy of the kidneys is not grounded within the kidneys properly, then there's going to be just this tremendous amount of energy rushing up into the heart, makes it hard for people to breathe, and then they get anxiety. And like I said earlier, well, they, they get like uh, they're just mental chatter. They can't settle their mind. That's why they, they can't sleep as well. And then the heart also, uh, we say in Chinese medicine, it opens into the tongue. So any type of speech impediment, stuttering, these are heart imbalances. 
And you'll notice that people who do have these problems, there's a nervousness they deal with, and they're often dealing with anxiety as well. And I'm glad you brought up that relationship between the fire and the water element. So the heart, which is associated with fire and the kidneys, which are associated with with water, because if there's excessive heat in the heart, it demands for that kidney energy, the energy of the kidneys to have to work even harder to settle that fire. And that really takes a lot and overstimulates the adrenals. But also if you have a lot of excessive fire in the heart, if there's a lot of anxiety, that's going to create heat. And that heat will get created in the blood, which over time makes the blood thicker. And eventually that can lead to clotting or stagnation of the blood, which can over time lead to cardiovascular disease. And considering that cardiovascular disease has been the number one cause of death, in, at least in the United States for decades, this is an important topic. And so you can see how, how stress is a factor, heats up the blood, causes hypertension, thickens the blood. But you can see also how a diet is such a big factor, especially sugar, because sugar thickens the blood. So that's just going to exacerbate you know, blood stasis. And I'm glad we keep re-emphasizing that point. We've talked about that in previous episodes, but I mean, it's really is a major thing whenever you have constant and repetitive doses, like micro dosing sugar, that it's just a part of your diet. That's why it's important to read the ingredients on labels whenever you buy food, because it's often, they often sneak sugar in as an ingredient. And then also paying attention to your sugar intake at home and really trying as much as possible to avoid the refined sugars in particular, because those are the most damaging. Well, and then these diets that people are doing with high protein ketogenic diets. Right, that's the other end of the spectrum. That generates a tremendous amount of heat in the body. Protein causes heat. And I recall a study way back when they were using ketogenic diets for children. That's when it really became developed. And they were using it either for like autistic children or ADHD conditions. And they had to stop it. I mean, it was what they're doing today is modified from that, but they stopped it because children were getting heart disease. Wow. Yeah. So people really have to be careful when their diets are in extreme this or in extreme that, rather than just having like a a moderation of the different food groups. Yeah. And, you know, anything, you have to think of food as medicine. So you want to take your medicine for what your body needs at the time, rather than taking excessive amounts of one type of food and just thinking that that's going to remedy whatever's happening inside of your body, because it certainly won't. It may for a short period of time help, you know, people who go on ketogenic diets to lose weight, that could be appropriate for some people for a certain amount of time. And of course, it's difficult for us to give clear dietary advice here just because diet and nutrition are so personalized. But what I think we can say pretty clearly is that moderation is the key and really especially because excess of anything creates heat in the body. Even if you eat too many carbohydrates, that eventually is going to create too much heat in the body. Too much protein, same thing. Too much stress, too much sex, too much 
work, too much exercise, anything you do excessively creates heat and heat will create inflammation. And because inflammation is really the root cause of almost all illness, you want to practice tempering and moderating all of your activity and all of your foods and pretty much everything that you do in your life. Yeah. And you can see it, it goes both ways. Some people are not eating enough meat. Some people are eating no animal protein. Animal protein is the quickest way to build up your blood. And that blood gets stored in the liver in Chinese medicine terms now. And then that, that liver blood helps nourish the kidneys yin, which helps relax the kidneys. So I have seen, and this is not uncommon, people who are basically vegetarian who have insomnia, they have anxiety, they just don't, they're not grounded. And it's because they're not having enough animal protein. And I have seen a number of occasions where they finally, you know, try to have a little meat. Now it's the red meat, especially, that's going to most quickly build up the liver's blood. And I have seen literally a person who really just cannot settle down and and sleep and relax very well, have one meal with like beef, steak or hamburger, and they immediately start to feel more grounded and more relaxed and uh, sleeping better. The thing is, these extremes create the separation of the heart and kidney. And this is a serious matter because when the heart and kidney are fully separated, then, you know, life will not exist. And these people who are starting to have these extreme where there's too much heart fire and then there's the kidney is too cold, so they have cold feet, and yet they have all this restlessness, that's a separation. But that could change quickly, and we see it change. It is very hard to change when a person's on a vegetarian diet or eating very little red meat. They might be having like fish. You know, it just doesn't cut it. They need something to warm their young and nourish the blood more powerfully. Yeah. And herbal medicine can be effective for that if you're a strict vegetarian or vegan, because obviously we don't want to tell you exactly what to do with your diet. It's so personal. But of course, from a Chinese medical point of view, we always recommend eating some meat and some red meat, particularly for women, because for most of our lives, we go through our menstrual cycles, which lead to the loss of blood that needs to be nourished back in the liver monthly. And most women, because they're kind of burning out both ends of the candle, they are not nourishing back through their lifestyle. And then every month when that menstrual cycle occurs, they're also not replenishing the blood that gets lost. And that can lead to long-term damage and hormonal imbalances that become even more predominant during menopause and the later years of life. So always remember that what you're doing now to your body, you won't necessarily face the repercussions today, but at some point you will have to face the consequences of the way that you're treating yourself, especially if you're not doing adequate self-care. And for the heart, it's very important to open your heart. And we have a whole episode about that. You can go back and listen to episode number seven. But it's also important to nourish the heart because your natural state is not anxiety. 
your natural state, the natural state of the fire element when it's fully in balance is to be calm and centered and present. Presence is the natural way of fire. Think about when you go up to a fire in your fireplace. Even just gazing at that fire brings you into the moment. It creates a warmth that creates a sense of connection. And fire as an element inside of your body is conducive to that same energy. The problem is that so many of us burn ourselves out by doing excessive anything, which creates heat, which taxes the adrenals and the kidneys that then cannot temper the fire of the heart. And then we have these excessive symptoms of anxiety, restlessness, and insomnia. Yeah, and these things are very common in our society, and we see it all the time in our, in our clinical practice. Unfortunately, it's not always that hard to turn around. I mean, it really depends on the patient because the more you could say burned out or depleted a person is, then of course it's going to take more time to create that healthy heart-kidney balance in what we call it communication, where the water is cooling the heart, the heart is bringing its young to the kidneys to help stimulate the kidneys, warm the kidneys. Help and, you feel self-love does when it goes down into yeah, the Yeah, encourage, encourage your sense of self-worth. And, you know, we're in the summer, so people are very active. So I wanted to just suggest to our listeners who are, you know, experiencing this lovely time of summer to try to balance some of their, their active physical activities so they're not overheating themselves continuously. And they're taking time to cool themselves down with more of a yoga type of practice and not power or a hot yoga, of course, something more like a yin yoga and something like qigong or tai chi or just stretching, you know, taking more time to just be more, more still and not being overly active because this is a great time for activity, but you don't want to put more stress on your heart you know, especially as you get older, it, this is very important to pay attention to. Absolutely. And of course, going back to some of the dietary things that you can do for yourself, you it's essential to stay hydrated, right? To improve the circulation of chi, of blood throughout the whole body, to keep the heat balanced, keeping yourself more cool. Thin, eating Thin the blood. Thin the blood, exactly. Eating more foods that help to kind of drain that heat out of your body. So things like bitter green vegetables, things like, you know, chlorophyll, pouring a little bit in your water, making sure that that hydration, again, you can reinforce by having more electrolytes. This is a time to have a lot more leafy green vegetables, yes. especially the leafies, because that is what's going to really spread the heart's chi to help the heart relax, you know, so... A lot of greens, a lot of uh, spinach and collards and kale and things like this. Of course, we don't like to eat that stuff raw mm -hmm. because it's so fibrous. And even though spinach is a soft green, it's in its raw form, it's high in oxalic acid. So it's better to, to cook that as well. And also making sure that you're having adequate salt in your diet and maybe putting a pinch of pink Himalayan sea salt in your water 
will help to balance the energy of the kidneys, help to fortify the kidneys. And we've talked about this quite a bit in episode 16, where we talked about emergency acupuncture in terms of why salt is so important, especially if you have an aversion to salt or think that it's unhealthy, you definitely want to visit that episode. Yeah, another important to help ground a person at any time of the year would be the root vegetables. So I've been enjoying, or we've been enjoying uh, lotus root, mm-hmm. which is really such a simple thing to cook. And I like it because it's like crunchy, doesn't have a lot of, it's a very neutral flavor. And it's very nourishing for the spleen, but it also helps you just kind of anchor and calms you down. Uh, Yams, you could think of carrots, rutabagas, parsnip, all of these turnips, all of these root vegetables are also very important to help to anchor your chi and help you feel more, more grounded and stable within yourself. So just repeating some of the tips that we mentioned, you would definitely want to stay hydrated You want to make sure that you're cooling your body with exercises that don't overstimulate you. If you're going to do more physical activity, do it earlier in the day when it's cooler outside. So you want to do more Tai Chi and Qigong and yoga. You definitely want to eat a lot of bitter green vegetables, including chard and spinach, making sure to cook them adequately. You also want to add more salt to your diet, of course, in the form of sea salt, so that you can fortify the kidney energy and finally eat your root vegetables to help you stay grounded, especially when that heart fire becomes exuberant. Now, some of these things I'm going to be developing a little bit more in an upcoming course that is going to be open for registration starting on July 7th. If you are interested in getting a little bit deeper into that and finding ways how to cool and temper your body, your mind, your heart to really empower you to feel more at ease within yourself because, you know, challenging times when we talked about in the beginning how the heart gets aggravated by stressful circumstances are not always in your control. In fact, most of the time they're not. So it's really important to get empowered and have tools that you can use no matter what's going on in the world, no matter what's going on in your life. And we've learned so much about that over the past year or so with the pandemic. So I would love to invite you to this course. It's an online course. You can take it from anywhere you are in the world, from home, from work, do it at your own pace. Of course, for the six weeks of the course, I will be kind of holding your hand and walking you through the process with live calls as well. So if you're interested, go and visit acenterfornaturalhealing.com forward slash thrive And you can get all the details and also join our community because we have, we share a lot of wonderful insights via email that we don't share anywhere else. And I just wanted to make one last comment about this topic here that we're going to explore more deeply in another episode. But I just wanted to state how, you know, joy is associated with the fire element and the heart organ. And if you think about, oh, I want more joy in my life. I mean, it's kind of like hard to just imagine, okay, can't just plug and play joy. But when you help the heart relax, when you help your heart open up, joy is a natural expression mm-hmm. that that is innately a part of every single one of us. Absolutely. And that's a beautiful way to end. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you all for listening today. 
Now we want to hear from you. Visit acenterfornaturalhealing.com forward slash fire and let us know in the comments what keys you're going to take away to balance the fire element in your life. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Natural Healing Podcast. We look forward to having you join us again next time. Bye.